Okay, so we spoke about this all week. So what are yes. your overall impressions <laughs> of the budget? Sakina, unfortunately not overly impressed with the outcome of the budget. It's no doubt that Finance Minister Gordon is in a very tough position, but I think the focus on a more broader basis shouldn't be on raising taxes and trying to extract as much as you can from the existing base, but to rather grow the base, grow the economy, which in turn would bolster revenues. But once again, government has defaulted to raising the tax burden on the private sector, and there's a much easier process to do so than, for instance, cutting back on spending, which is a far more slower and painful process. We, we'd spoken previously that burdening an already small taxpaying community further risks thinning the tax base, so to speak, and possibly raises the chances of non-compliance or outright avoidance. So while the minister... He retained an optimistic assessment in terms of growth and he flagged the need for more transformation. Details of that were notably lacking. So on balance, I think the focus is perhaps misguided. So what could he have tinkered with Mm -hmm. otherwise? You know, what were some of the other options available to him? Mm. You know, in terms of expenditure, uh, Finance Minister Gordon noted that authorities are looking at ways to curb public spending. He mentioned natural attrition as one means of doing so, along with blocking appointments for non-critical vacancies. But, you know, we are still seeing spending growing in real terms. Real growth in other words, adjusted for inflation in non-interest spending is expected to average 1.9% over the, the next three years. Unfortunately, as well, there was no talk of partial privatization of SOEs. You know, Telcom is a very good example of when the private and public sector can work together to create value. So I think the fact that not further incorporating the private sector into these beleaguered parastatals was somewhat of a disappointment. And then Mm. um, just uh, looking at uh, the key highlights that Mm. stood out for you from that budget, Manisha? Yeah, of course. What is garnering a lot of attention is that implementation of a top income tax bracket for those who earn over 1.5 million rand annually at a tax rate of 45%. Previously, that highest income tax bracket was 41%. And then Treasury also once again made use of fiscal drag to collect additional tax revenues. Then there was the anticipated fuel and sin tax levies, while dividend withholding tax also rose. But, Sikina, just to say on the plus side, there, there was some incentive for home buyers as properties sold for less than 900,000 rand will not pay estate duties. And we know that in South Africa, home ownership is a big deal. Also, another positive is that the annual tax-free saving contribution, that has been increased to 33,000 rand from 30,000 rand previously. So hopefully that will go some way in assisting in creating a savings culture. So what do you think the ratings agencies will make of this budget? So while the authorities have committed to reducing expenditure via the expenditure ceiling in nominal terms, they are still increasing spending in real terms. So authorities have made use of this 
fiscal gymnastics, so to speak, to keep the deficit in check. And this, this may buy us some time in terms of averting a credit ratings downgrade. But there, there's also another factor to keep in mind, and we, we haven't really touched on it a lot, as what has been reported, a lot of that has been speculation. But political tensions and the possibility of that derailing government policy and the targets set out is also now quite a credible threat. There's a real risk that come the medium-term budget speech in October that this could be presented by a completely different national treasury leadership. So we will have to see how this all pans out in the months to come.